I tell people my sister moved out west. You're a science teacher. Your husband, he renovates houses. You're thinking about moving, but you're gonna wait until the interest rates go down. That's not my story. Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes. And a lot of enemies. He's called Science Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated. Fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. How many others are there? Enough. We have to go back to where it all started. So they never do that to anyone again. We're family. We fight with you. You won't win. I've always found it best. Not to look into the past. Okay, you got a plan or shall I just stay dug and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. At some point, we all have to choose between what the world wants you to be and who you are. my choice. I'm done running. Here's what's gonna happen. Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. You're going to get a big hunch. Mm, listen to your mother. Oh my God, this up, up, is... All right, enough, all of you. I didn't say anything. That's not fair. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another movie review here for you. We are going to be talking about Black Widow. This is the first MCU film since Spider-Man Far From Home. We are very, very excited to get into it. I am joined by a great slew of guests. First things first from the Cinemedia World team, Box Office Beatdown Show. We have Larry. Larry, hello. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Very nice to hear from you, my friend, as always. And we have from the Cinemedia World team, Candid Cinema, Amanda. Hello. Hey. How's it going, everyone? (laughs) Fresh off the vaccine. How you feeling? You feeling better? Jesus. Um, you know what? It's been rocky. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been rocky, but, uh, you know, Tylenol will probably fix this stuff. Well, I'm glad you're feeling a little better than yesterday. Um, and we are joined from the Cinemated World team, Geekly Goods. We have Leo. Leo, how are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? Really good. I mean, we're back in the MCU, back in the cinematic MCU, you know, back to the movies. Ah, it's great, guys. So I'm excited to talk about it. How y'all doing? Good. It's good to be back finally to get some NCU content that's not on a little screen on Disney Plus. No disrespect to the little screen, but let's get into our special guest. We have a special guest here for today's review from Jordy Reviews It. We have Jordy. Hello. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, very nice to hear from you. First time on the podcast. Um, okay. Let's get into Black Widow. We are going to start 
the review here. No spoilers, of course. So I will go around, get everyone's thoughts on the movie first. Usually how we like to do it here. I will start with Larry. What'd you think? I thought it was mid. Um, I thought it was okay. So I, I don't know. I ended up being pretty frustrated <laughs> at the end of Black Widow uh, because uh, the problems I had going into the film, like the problems on why I wasn't super hyped about Black Widow in the first place, definitely bogged the film down for me. But that's not to say there weren't like some great scenes in here the hand-to-hand combat and the action scenes in general were a lot of fun and really well done so that's why it was so frustrating because there was a lot of potential a lot of things i liked but ultimately i was left just like what could have been okay um interesting i remember you coming you one of the one one of the only uh, people online to kind of be like oh i didn't really like it that much so um it's gonna be interesting to see how everyone plays out when it comes to the review let's move on to manda how'd you feel what'd you think about it um i'm kind of with larry on this i had i had fun for the most part just because of the humor from david arbor i thought he did an incredible job and um i, I just I think for me, what bothered me the most about this film was the placement. And I know everyone's like, oh, but it doesn't matter because you can watch Civil War and then go into this and whatever. And I'm like, okay, but it's just like, yeah, like at the same time, it's like, well, this should have come out way before. And it just felt kind of, I don't want to say pointless because that's like too strong of a word for this. But like as much as I enjoyed it, I still felt like, okay, I'm not going to revisit this. For whatever reason, because she's she's dead. Like she's dead. Like what mm-hmm. is this going to do? Like I'm yeah. So for me, it's like I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought the action was wicked, but there's that like lingering feeling. Like okay, but why was this made when it was made? Why did you make this decision? If you know, we know what the outcome already is. So it just it feels weird, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. I fully yeah. agree, Amanda. Yeah, I um, yeah, yeah, I agree too. We'll get we'll get um, yeah. Leo and Jordy's thoughts before we get their thoughts. I wanted to say a quick bio on the movie. Um, this is right off of Rotten Tomatoes. Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. So yes, the movie is set awkwardly after Civil War and before Infinity War. And listen, I get why they made it. It kind of feels like they made it to kind of write off, to kind of make amends as to why she never got her own film. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do agree that it kind of feels out of place with the entirement of the MCU. Because, okay, so like, for instance, Loki is a TV show on Disney+. Plus. He's dead as well. But Mm -hmm. the story kind of moves us into what's gonna go what's gonna happen as at least right now what's happening in phase what is it four 18 i don't remember but um <laughs> like it leads us to what's happening next this movie kind of doesn't um besides like a character maybe but like it really kind of just it's just kind of there so i do kind of agree with manda and larry uh leo let's get your thoughts what do you think um, so i I'm, I'm riding on a little marvel bias here it's been two years since we've gotten to see an MCU movie in the theaters and just 
hearing that that Marvel title theme was absolutely incredible. Uh, look, I really like Florence Pugh in this movie. I think she is a scene stealer. I think her character is going to be awesome for the future of the franchise. And I think they really have a star in Florence. I, I really like David Harbour. I, I like everybody. I mean, I thought the chemistry between the characters was cool. You had this dysfunctional family theme going on. I was really into that. I, I get where you guys are coming from. It is a little bit too late. I think this movie would have done so much better actually right after Civil War. I mean, come on, like... I agree. What was that Civil War? What was it? It was... It was like Doctor Strange, some random... It was either Yeah, I think it was Doctor Strange or Ragnarok. Was it Ragnarok? Could have been Ant-Man. Was was it Homecoming? No, that was before. Never mind. Okay. Well, either way, it could have been right after that, or it could have been in Captain Marvel's place, but... Honestly, Sorry. I thought it was a good send-off for Natasha Romanoff. I was like, look, you got some good hand-to-hand combat scenes. You got some kind of Bond-esque thriller-type stuff going on. I was really feeling it. Yeah. I think there was a dead, a few dead moments in the, mm-hmm. the second act of the film. Uh, kind of had the Captain Marvel effect where they stay in the cabin, and there's a lot of exchange dialogue that's strong at points, and then sometimes a little bit weaker. So it didn't mm-hmm. meander nearly as much as Captain Marvel, but a, a couple weak points in the movie, especially in that second act. But honestly, all in all, I had a really good time. I thought Florence really delivered, and she played off of... Um, Scarlet really, really well. I really like them yeah. two together. Okay, um, let's get into Jordy's thoughts. Uh, Jordy, how did you feel about Black Widow? I feel like my thoughts are kind of in line with everybody else's. It was the placement for me that really just kind of took me out of it. I think watching it, I was really into it. You know, all the action scenes were really great, and I loved, you know, all the new characters. So that that itself was such a fun ride and I I enjoyed the movie. But then when you're reflecting on it afterwards, you're like, well, we already know what happens to her. I didn't feel like it made sense to go back to what was it, 2016 when this is kind of taking place. Um, So that just, Mm -hmm. it it threw me off because I'm thinking, okay, they could have figured out a better way to have done this or, you know, it's kicking off phase four and, you know, the film verse as opposed to, you know, the Disney plus series. And I feel like those are doing such a better job of setting up this new phase. Whereas this just felt like, especially for the first one back just doesn't feel like it's offering anything to like, we already know what's going on. And besides like, you know, a small scene towards the very end and the end credits, I mean, there's nothing that really sets it apart from, you know, it's a, it's really taking place in phase three and we've already been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I see that was my main, that was my main issue going into Black Widow. Um, and then, you know, of course you, of course you, it's hard because Black Widow is a character that a lot of MCU fans have been championing, like championing to get her own film for a long time now. So Part of me feels like if you knew you were going to give her a movie, I wouldn't have killed her off in Endgame. Um, I feel like that probably would have, it probably would have been a better, like maybe, maybe like do a thing where she doesn't die in Endgame and then she has to kind of deal with the ramifications of what happened in Endgame in this movie and kind of, and how that kind of affected the, the family that we meet here. Uh, having a prequel in the middle in the middle of like a phase where we're kind of starting brand new and getting things going uh, feels very, very random. 
uh, because even with like Black, not Black Widow, even with like Captain Marvel, I didn't mind going back all those years because um, it wasn't like if they were to, if they, if they were going back to like oh what happened in 2013 with uh Captain Marvel then I'd be like uh oh, it's a little weird you know but like the fact that they had they had to go back in time a bit into the 90s to show you her origin story um and and, and at the end of the day it was still the the story was still kind of leading towards what was going to happen next when it came to Endgame uh with this one it just kind of it's kind of like it's just took us immediately out of what happened um with her and you kind of know what happens to her and it's really weird um seeing her you, you know they're, they're setting up how she gets uh some you know the vest that she wears in infinity war and who remembered that she wore some of the a vest in infinity war and stuff like that and her blonde hair and all that stuff mm -hmm. that she had in that movie so it was just kind of it was just a little bit jarring um i did like i enjoyed parts of the movie my main issue with the movie was definitely the third act i just thought it was too bombastic mm -hmm. and like wild and stuff and it, it became too like mustache like the mustache twirling kind of villain with that guy i don't remember his name but like it was just kind of weird is that not a bond name i mean it's a very like, russian type of uh, villain. it's like a bond villain russian name. villain name and it's hilarious <laughs> yeah. because it's another dude in a suit but that's besides the point Oh, Marvel yeah. does that all the time. They give us this big villain, like like Winter Soldier, and then they mm -hmm. reveal the real villain. It's just but another guy in a suit. Yeah, but yeah. Alexander Pierce, we're not going to talk about Alexander Pierce because he was- It was kind of like, yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> was kind of like- Yeah, but, but winter, still. It kind of was kind of the Winter Soldier formula too with like Taskmaster. Yep. Um, Taskmaster, man. Heavily sucks. underused. I'm so oh, mad. Well, sucks. I wouldn't go as far uh, as to say sucks. <laughs> underused for sure. Nah, and let's be real, terrible. the mantle can still be used though. Like th this may not be the end of the mantle. There's so there's more potential for somebody else to pick that back up. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like the reveal. I thought, okay, this was a cool twist, kind of giving them a connection, but there's not enough build on that. There it's not like this was a couple of movies ago where this character popped up. Maybe she told Cap and Winter Soldier, and this is something that had gone back a few movies. Like, no, it yeah. happens all in the same movies. So it's just not executed well, but I did like the twist. So I'm gonna be honest, and this kind of leads into part of my negatives, is I think this film, I know it. I know a lot of people actually feel like it celebrates Black Widow and Natasha, and in, of course, in a lot of ways it does, but I think it, it kind of helps to continue undercutting her and her her like importance in the Avengers because it is such a like one-off story amongst all of these other big ones which of course we have but then i don't know it just we never even got a moment for her right mm -hmm. i mean in end game it was like five seconds be sad move on no funeral uh, you know we're gonna get one throwaway line about her and this is somebody who's been in the mcu since iron man 2 and she yep. got she got shafted. We didn't get like a good thing. And I think this movie just kind of piled on on that, honestly, of like, well, you know, she's gone. Especially it's when the Russos are like, are like, oh, she's got to have her own movie. That's why she didn't get a funeral. I was like, all right. Um, and then this we, did nothing. But to, then, like, yeah. yeah, we she, did she, it. She, oof. Hot. It's true. There's like there, the thing with this is that like with with Black Widow, it's the fact that. She should have had a standalone after Iron Man 2. That's it. Yeah. Boy, yeah, boy, she should have had it. it. 
anywhere she, she before it. it is anywhere then, before in game it would have worked exactly like, and then in this movie it's all a setup for florence and it's like as much as i love her i adore florence Pugh like so much and she killed it she killed it as yelena but i'm just like this whole movie was set up and that's what broke my heart it's like johansson after like 11 years she didn't deserve this at all yeah, kind of. Oh, she was sidelined like, once again. Her again, and I don't yeah. know. I find that disappointing. Yeah. And I know it's because of the Disney president or whatever that yeah, 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 Black Widow really didn't did. get one right after Iron Man two. After we were all yelling and screaming, yeah. but that excuse only holds up for so long because mm-hmm. she could have still gotten one around the time Black Panther came up, around the time Captain Marvel. She could have gotten one at least five years ago when she should have uh i think this movie should have been made at least five years ago and where it is is very strange plus i also find it weird i usually don't mind the quote unquote marvel formula and mm. i know i know manda doesn't love it in movies like like ragnarok <laughs> but for what me, do you mean what do you mean so, as far as marvel formula like, like comedic jokes. stuff yeah, yeah cutting in those jokes, jokes. yeah and Ragnarok yeah, to me is it's totally consistent. Like the whole movie is, is, you know, like that. This, however, is a deal. I think the reason it bothered me is because what the movie is dealing with, with trafficking young girls, is yeah. actually a problem here on real world earth. Mm-hmm. It's not up in Asgard. We're not yeah. dealing with gods and stuff. We're yeah. dealing with a problem that is actually happening in our real world. So we go from dealing with this really heavy topic mm-hmm. to throwing in a like yuck 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 joke in the like to yeah. undercut it out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. this was the first mm-hmm. time it really kind of like threw me for a loop. And that end credit scene also we get a touching oh, that, moment I, I, uh, and they uh, cut yeah. it off with yeah. a horrible joke that I was like, oh, are you kidding? No. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Me. But I, also I, I agree. Spoiler. Leo. Spoiler. My bad guys. My bad. Jesus. <laughs> I'm winning. I'm winning. I gotta mute. I gotta like at the edit that part out now. What's going Looks like you you doing some overtime. But anyway, post credits was was pretty funny. Like I liked it. I look look. I understand that it was a tragic moment, but at the same time, it was nice to kind of pull back a little bit and get a little humor in there. I thought I thought it was a nice little little mix can, of things. Can I just say that the post credit scene was low key? better than the movie at times <laughs> like, I, I okay, listen, me, I, that kind of got a, me hyped for like here's the, the thing future, i i think but... i'm not gonna do any spoilers but i think there's some there's some bias between that but mm-hmm. what i'm gonna say is that the post credit was like i like when i left i, I wasn't like i wasn't like oh hey i was like eh, okay it's the it's from the thing that i didn't like a few months ago but anyway um listen the the movie itself i I don't know. I just thought it was. I just thought it was. Um. I. I. I liked. Okay. One of the things that I. I took. My, I took my mom to the screening. Uh. One of the things I can always get from a casual. My mom is very casual when it comes to movies, and I always kind of get her opinion to kind of get the casual's point of view. And one of the things she said is that she just thought. She thought Scar Scarlett Johansson was boring. And she liked my mom loved Florence. And that was like what that Florence Pugh and David Harbour was the thing that was keeping her in the movie. 
And I was actually really surprised by that. Hmm. And I was thinking, and I was like, I mean, if you go back to a lot of the MCU kind of movies, the sometimes the leads are like not the best part, like aren't the best part of the movie. Like for instance, I love me some Winter Soldier, but Cap and Winter Soldier can be a little vanilla or Cap in, in mm-hmm. Civil War can be yeah. a little vanilla. And even in Black Panther, like Chadwick, he can be like in the movie, he gets outshined by by Michael and Okoye and all them, you know? And I think that's kind of what happens here. Uh, I think I think Scarlet got outshined by Florence and outshined by David Harbour. Rachel Weiss was like, okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. but um, it's just, uh, yeah, so that was my, that was like, that was one of my takeaways. Another one of my takeaways, too, was I thought the ending kind of reveal, stick it to the bad guy was really all over the place, jumbled with, like, flashbacks of two characters speaking about a plan. And I was just, like, so confused because they they, they try to do so many twists and turns in the end. And I thought just the execution of it was very, ended up being kind of jumbled. Um, And they introduced this thing with, like, a smell and i think it's really cheesy and dumb and i um i i didn't like it It reminded me of like justice league 2017 when they were like do you smell that fear and all that stuff and it was just really strange i don't know i didn't like it um okay i wanted to get into some other any if anyone had any other negatives i'll start with you jordy what was some negatives that you had for the movie or positives i do think we put out a lot of negatives yeah i get i guess something that was uh positive and negative for me and I can't decide like which I'm more aligned with is I kind of didn't like the lack of other MCU characters kind of being in it Mm -hmm. like I think I don't know I feel like you're so used to other Marvel films kind of having you know people popping up and I think like we got like a tiny little voiceover from Hawkeye but like other than that there was I don't know uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like happy that they gave, you know, Scarlet her full moment to shine. But like everybody said, she kind of got overshined by other people. So I don't know. I felt like I felt like it needed somebody else to like pop up into it to kind of like I don't know, bring it back to the whole like massive universe that it's part of. It just felt very, very standalone and you know, going back to the place and time. So you're saying like when <clears throat> like when Ragnarok has a Hulk and like Ant Man through you know they throw in Falcon in there for yeah. a little bit. And like I don't that. Yeah, and I don't I don't think that it needs to be necessarily like Ragnarok level of like, you know, Hulk's pretty much in it the entire time. I think just I missed that element that we've gotten so used to, especially in like, you know, phase three and even phase two of just kind of having people pop up because you know, there's so many characters now it would have been nice to have maybe tied in a little bit more elements from that. And, you know, I remember them teasing kind of like learning more about Budapest because it was brought up before. And so I was kind of expecting like Hawkeye to pop up himself. I don't know Mm -hmm. that, that I was kind of missing, but at the same time, I guess it's like not a total negative. Mm -hmm. See, that's the kind of, that's the kind of movie I wanted for a black widow. I wanted the whole Budapest story. Um, right. Her and Hawkeye and stuff. Not that I didn't like the whole family stuff. I liked it. I, th- I thought everyone was like adorable and doing their stuff and cute and whatnot. But um, yeah. And oh, so a lot. I saw a lot of comments too about the action 
in the movie, like, you know, when the first reactions come out, of course, they're always kind of exaggerated. Um, you know, we all, a lot of us kind of make fun of the first reactions from Marvel movies and stuff. A lot of it was saying, like, some of the best action in the MCU. I thought the action was, like, okay. Like, I, 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 I wanted more hand-to-hand stuff. With When I think of the Black Widow character, I just think of, like, spy espionage. And that, that stuff kind of happens, but only, like, in the beginning of the movie. And then we get introduced to, like, Taskmaster, and she fights him, like, once. And then, like, you know, it goes into, like, the fighting with, like, whoever and whatever. I, I thought the action could have been a little uh, better. Leo, how did you feel about um, some of the action set pieces in the movie? Uh, I think there needed to be more. You know, I mean, you think about, like, movies like Civil War mm-hmm. and even Thor Ragnarok, and it just, boom, launches right into an action sequence from the beginning. I think that there needed to be some more sprinkled throughout. I think it's very top-heavy, and then there's not a lot for a little while, and I think it would have been nice to head back to those action sequences. Because like you were saying, I mean, this is supposed to be, she's like a top espionage character, and it's supposed to be a lot of hand-to-hand, and I don't think that there was enough i think that there could have been more in this movie and there were certain scenes where there were opportunities to get more combat and they kind of pulled back and it's like well this is supposed to be a combat heavy movie i I really hope they don't do that with shang chi so like yeah i i i agree i do think shang chi will have like shang chi probably will have the more like magical kind of elements and stuff and we do actually have some characters from the mcu showing up in that so that's going to be kind of interesting um larry was there any go ahead go ahead my bad i really quick did want to touch on the mcu thread threading characters into other movies thing i agree with you jordy i think that that was important for this movie. I think that there did need to be some more involvement from MCU characters in this film. I think phase four though, does need to focus on building those characters individually. So like Shang-Chi, Eternals, like maybe don't start threading them in till later on down the road. But yeah, Black Widow kind of suffered a little bit without making some connections considering it's before Endgame. And there is really not many characters from the other and bigger MCU movies in this movie. My my one of my one of my issues watching it was I thought they I thought they mentioned the the Avengers too much. I was like, damn, I know she's an Avenger. We all know, you know, her father brings it up like you were an Avenger. You left me for Captain America, Captain America, Iron Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. And I'm like, oh, my God. okay, I got it. Um, See, one of my things. I I agree with you there. Sorry to cut you off, but um, okay. sorry. Um, just because it popped into my head, I think that we they needed to associate her with the Avengers because that's all we've ever known her as, and I think that's even worse <laughs> to be honest because they think that. So what I felt like is that we're we're not going to care about a standalone unless Oof. we talk about the Avengers like that's how the script worked for me like I was looking at I'm like are you really dropping all of this like for what reason like you're like you said every five minutes it was like oh Captain America this Iron Man this all your friends so it just sucks that the writing was like that because you're absolutely right it's like why was it so much that you're doing these nods to and then like this is her standalone like why not make it just heard that she's this powerful person and then even with the action set pieces it's like yeah she fought but it's like i think florence had more to do than scarlet did which sucks because it's like scarlet fought taskmaster it was her twice 
Mm-hmm. That fought. And then even that kind of interaction, it was blind. And Taskmaster is a fantastic villain in the MCU, in Marvel. And like that is just so underwhelming where like we didn't see enough of that throughout. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought I thought I could I could use more um I, I I'm not I'm not really into the whole bad guy in a suit controlling the stronger villain trope thing and stuff and i i would have much rather attack because ta- what they did here is and I, and I knew this was gonna happen with the trailers they made taskmaster like a robot and if you go in the comics or even how he is in some in some cartoons and like you know video games he speaks like he's a he's a person in a in like a cool looking kind of suit uh, they don't really explain his. They didn't really explain his powers. All the guy said was like, "Oh, he knows how to do your friend's moves." I said, "Dude, really? Like that's that's it for?" I mean, they show him. They show him kind of watching the stuff. But I, I would have much rather Taskmaster be the villain. He has a personality, or she. Uh, they have a personality. They speak. They 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 know who they know who um, Natasha Romanoff is. They're trying to bring her down for some reason. Not just he's a robot, a, a cyborg, or whatever kind of thing. And you're kind of they're the the characters kind of just taking order from some fella is what I was like. Eh, I could have done without. Um, okay, let's get into some kind of wrapping up thoughts here. Let's go to Larry. Any final thoughts on? Uh, Black Widow, and yeah. Yeah, it's a movie that overall I did have some fun with. I did love the opening, personally. I thought the opening was fantastic Mm -hmm. Um, and really set up for what could have been a deeper movie. And it deals with, a, as I said, a pretty serious issue for real life women even Mm -hmm. down to the end uh there's a really like haunting line about renewable resources at the end of the movie that i'm not going to talk about anymore but i the the film just felt like it always was almost there for me but it never was able to overcome that and really step into being this like really great film Mm -hmm. and and I, I hate to say it like because we've been talking about it, but at the end of the day, it is definitely hurt by the fact that it is a prequel for a dead character that is not returning to the cinematic universe. Right from the beginning all the way through to the end, whether it be stakes, whether it be investment, it is hurt by that simple fact. Plus, I think a lot of our characters get off easy. I think the family aspect gets off too easy because some of the stuff that happens uh, needs more time uh, with these characters to work through that because it's some messed up stuff. And Florence Pugh, I will say, is great. Her accent was still not great, but it slipped it a few times. Wasn't a few times. as yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as Rachel Weiss's accent, oh, yeah. so I will say that. <laughs> I mean, she, I feel like she barely put anything into this character, to be honest. And Who, like, Rachel? Like, yeah. I love her, yeah, and she's, she's brilliant. Getting, she's getting a check. She's got she's a check. Like, she got a check. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. She phoned that, and, and like, yeah. it's fine. I, get, I think David Arbor was having a blast. 
was. I think he was too. And we needed that action. They when they released that character poster for Rachel Vice's character, I about lost my mind. She looked so freaking good in that poster, in that outfit. I was ready. Uh, and they just oh, have a fight scene? Uh, she had kind of one. She had a like kind one. of one. And so it was so disappointing. I was ready for some Rachel action, and we don't really get that. Oh, come on. Rachel? The whole cast? Yes, I love Rachel. If you're going to put her in here, see, this is the problem with the This is what they do. This is what the MCU does. They They get these legendary, amazing actors and then just sideline them. They're just kind of there. I mean, they're just there. All the time. MCU, y'all had to expect that coming. No, but that, I, I mean, no, no, I no, did, no. but Listen, I mean, come on. We are four Bad. phases in. We are four phases in. I don't need to expect and? the bare minimum, bro. Ooh. It's annoying. It's no, annoying. No, no, no. <laughs> See, you know the yeah, formula. Is. You just that's, admitted that yo, you knew the formula. The formula oh, was like, broken. Yo. Listen, the formula was broken. Listen, the formula, <laughs> saying, the formula was broken with WandaVision and Loki. And those are television shows. I understand. I said, I said that they broke the formula. Did you hear what I said? I said they broke the formula, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I will say, though, one division did uphold the waste and actor formula. I will say that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of like out of the four of them, you're going to get about two and a half. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, but it just sucks that they're known for that. Like, that just. Who was my biggest ones? Ant Man and the Wasp. Who was the the mom again? Michelle Pfeiffer. I know. I know. That's one of my biggest gripes. Oh, my God. She cut I'm thinking, no, you know what? Me and Alex, we went to we went what do we do? We went to like some screening and they have they have the big Ant-Man and the Wasp poster and we're like, bro, she's gonna be the villain, she's gonna come out all pissed and but- mad it took them so long and it's gonna be amazing. And and she comes out, she touches what's face's head, and she vanishes. <laughs> I said <"What?" laughs> I said, what? I mean, That's it? Glenn Close it, came yeah. on screen, gave Don't. us like two good lines and blew up. Literally blew up. So, you know. Let's not talk like about this. Annette Benning and Mads Mikkelsen either, oh please. There's so much. There's like, so much. And, and there's there's so <laughs> much. Everyone who's ex- everyone who's expecting like Salma Hayek to eat in Eternals, sorry, it ain't happening. Oh, She's not. probably going to die. Like, You're going to run her horse off to the sunset at the beginning of the movie. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though, y'all. With all these stars packed into the movie, you gotta expect that somebody is gonna get sidelined. Somebody. Nah, it's I called mean, writing. It's called even writing and even amount of screen time. For and this is a Marvel movie. We really <laughs> don't. Did no, they did it. They did it. In, yo, they did it in Infinity War. No one was sidelined in Infinity War. If they can pull that shit off with that many people, sidelined in Infinity War. I disagree. I think they had a even couple people were sidelined, especially <gasps> Spider Man. After a little while, we'll see. We'll see. I will say in Infinity, Infinity War, they definitely didn't expect expect Black Panther to make so much money because he had like about two lines. But I do love Infinity Single. War. I do right. love it. But I he was a badass. He was what? a badass. Two lines. And, and when thing. you heard that music cue, everyone went batshit and yeah. I'll never forget it. it was Rachel Man, didn't. You got to give her like at least one like moment. If you're going to, yeah. like like you said, if you're going to, if they're going to just have like a, mo- a minute or two screen time you got to give her a moment and i mean david harbour we love him but he's not rachel Weitz in the grand scheme of like celebrity and he got way more to do 
uh, than yeah. she did. So it's like, I mean, okay. he's the Red Guardian. That's why. I know, well, but the character was Rachel Weiss. Well, but I just think, well, I, I'll, I'll say, listen, I'll, I'll get everyone's final thoughts real quick. Um, what I will say, because it's, it's on my head right now, is that, listen, uh, man, I love you. I'm done <laughs> with the, I'm done with the spy shit and the like, I, I, I'm not, the reason why I love, the reason why I love, I love WandaVision and I love no, Loki because they're, I'm sorry. Listen, he I know that's your type. I know that's just, that's just, that's, that's just the grounded stuff. I feel like yeah. at the 28, whatever movies in, it's mm-hmm. time to get weird and do some different stuff. You're that's right. why I think WandaVision and Loki are so, are so strong right now. Mm-hmm. I think the suit, man, when I saw David Harbour jump on something and she's like, go super soldier. I'm like, a- another super soldier. We have like 85 <laughs> of them. Like I'm so, I think it's like played. It's done. The spies, the non-powered heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, Haley Steinfeld's gonna eat in like Hawkeye, but like, man, I'm just like, I'm all set with the non powered peoples, unless they're like Daredevil, you know what I mean? But like, everybody else. You can't go on a whole rant like that and be like, except Daredevil, bro. Come on. He's goaded. He's goaded, but bruh, bruh, you can't. Well, he's got the best thing in the hand in the MCU. He does, but like, but. Come on now. Come on now. No, no, he's right. He's right. Come on. He's right. He's right, dog. Come on. That Daredevil trailer today for Don't Breathe 2 was dope. But I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's, he's good. But let's get, let's go real quick into, who, Amanda, did you say your final thoughts yet? Why don't you go? Oh, sure. Wow. Thank you so much. But with Black Widow, I I had fun. That's what, I, what I'm going to say. I had fun. It's it's what it is at this point. And I go by that. Like, this is the film that we got. This is as good as it was going to get for her, unfortunately. Um, and uh, it's sad. It's always going to be a bittersweet um, thing to look back on is that this is the film that they chose to go with for Scarlet, for Black Widow. Um, there were some great moments. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to completely write off this this entire film. It's not a film that I will probably revisit just because I know that, you know, Yelena is, like, going to take up the mantle. It's not spoilery. We kind of take that um, yeah. as... They are confirmed that she's in Hawkeye, yeah. Exactly. Hawkeye, so. so it's confirmed. We know that Yelena's probably going to get her own standalone, which would be completely awesome for Florence because that's what it's looking at. It just sucks that after 11 years, Scarlett Johansson, the one woman in the actual Avengers for a long period of time had to get sidelined in her own film. I thought that Taskmaster was one of the worst MCU villains that I have seen. That reveal was absolutely terrible considering how... Honestly, facts. I'm just saying. Like, it's just... Did I care? Like, it's just... I don't care. I don't care because the villain was so damn weak and there have been so many MCU villains that are weak. This one, I just did not care for because we know how bomb Taskmaster is and there's so much potential so i kind of don't want him to come back or whatever the hell he wants to do take up the mantle whatever the hell the situation's going to be it's just going to be like you brought him into the mcu in this specific way and you kind of ruined 
it for me. Um, so that's where I'm at. Not that I want to completely roast Taskmaster, but that's the You just did. How you going to say that? <laughs> you just did. It's done. I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. I feel bad for everything. Um, but yeah, it's just that the villain really brought it down for me, but I had fun. Action was good. It's directed by a woman. Kate Shortland did a fantastic job, I think, for what she had. She did elevate some scenes. There were, you know, great action set pieces. Uh, and it was, you know, there were strong emotional moments. And the one thing that I didn't touch on um, is the fact that I think Scarlet, <clears throat> I think Black Widow has the best arc in the MCU from where she started until now that she is the heart of like a team. And like, we see that mm-hmm. she's a well-rounded character and I think she has a very strong arc. So it just like we placing this between civil war and infinity war. And then what happens in Endgame? I think that she has a beautiful arc. I just wish we got to see more of her. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know you just said that you just said that she's like the heart of the MCU and well, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, Leo, any final thoughts on Black Widow? Man, I had a great time. I will be going to see this two or three more times, probably on the big screen every single time. Uh, CG a little messy, a little messy in a couple spots. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I don't have a ton of complaints. Like the thing, the the negatives that came about were kind of the typical MCU negatives for any of the most typical MCU movies. So I kind of went in expecting some of that. I do think I'm still like sitting on a Marvel high a little bit, but I had a really good time. I really wish that there were more opportunities for hand-to-hand combat. I think that you really could have exposed, especially Natasha's like skills in this movie and really gone deeply into how, how good of a fighter that she is. And I think that that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. I do think she does get sidelined a little bit but honestly i had a good time guys i thought this was a cool hurrah last hurrah for her i wish it would have just came out earlier it really would have been stronger for the character if this has come out before in game even if it was the movie right before in game and then you say okay this sets everything up she goes to infinity war and then you know t- whatever happened in Endgame, she dies in Endgame. But like I, you know, I I had a good time. Honestly, I don't have too many complaints besides that CG underuse of some of the characters, especially Taskmaster. I will say that's probably the biggest problem for me is that Marvel continues to underuse the big villain for a villain in a suit, and it is one weakness that they consistently have. But I do think that there is still opportunity for that mantle to come back. So I hope that this isn't the end of Taskmaster. I hope that we do see maybe someone else pick up the mantle, maybe the same character pick up the mantle again. I don't know, but I would love to see more Taskmaster. I had a good time. I'm going to see it a few more times. We're going to get we're gonna get so many Skype messages. Like, you guys don't understand. You guys don't pay attention. They, they, they already said they couldn't make the movie like five years ago. Why are you guys complaining? <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, like we're allowed to complain after 11 years. <laughs> Listen, my thing, my last thing, my last thing uh, regarding Taskmaster coming back, I don't want to see it because every time they bring a villain back, I hate it because uh, Ronan brought him back. Nothing. Uh, Zemo, love you, Amanda, but like he's dancing and then he vanishes. (laughs) I mean, that (laughs) was fun, though. Zemo was great. Hated it. That was um, fun. That was funny. Last thoughts for Jordy. What did you, what's your, some of your last thoughts on Black Widow? I, you know, I hate to just use such a simple word, but I think it was fine. 
I think if it was released in 2016, it would have been fantastic. But I think at this point, we've developed a lot of stories since 2016 that's just completely ignored. And I don't know, when you know what happens and what transpires, I think you expect a little more and probably a little bit more included. Um, I think it's a great little spy thriller. I love the banter with the family. I liked the sister moments. I love when Yelena makes fun of Natasha's posing. Um, that was I thought, hilarious. I yeah, I loved that because it's so accurate. And so I think funny. it's like such a real like sister moment or just sibling moment in general. And so I enjoyed that. But yeah, I just, it's the timing. And yeah, I agree with everybody. Like I think Taskmaster was such a letdown for how secretive the character was. I mean, they didn't attach a person's name to it. It was mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. secretive. And I kind of guessed what the small twist was because of the secrecy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I because I just, it's too spoiler spoilerly, if I can say it right. But um, yeah, I just kind of wasn't that impressed. So I don't know. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I sent him in and everyone said, man, we're going to be called DC Shills. Um, I, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I, I have guys. a question for y'all. Did anybody what? else think it was Rachel Rice that was uh, Taskmaster? That's what I, that's what, that's I, what I thought. Yeah, I that would have been they, cool. And then they do something where you're like, oh, she, yeah. But oh, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was when, when, when the dude was like, take off your mask or whatever he says. And it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just let's, let's end this thing. All right, um, everyone, thank you guys for joining us. I'll go around, get everyone's social medias. Um, thank you guys all for listening to this review. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see about a spoiler review. I doubt it, but I mean, we'll see. Um, let's go around the call. Start with Larry. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram with the handle Chili Boy Productions. And my Twitter handle is Chili Boy YT. Gets cold around here. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amanda, let everyone know where they can find you. Ayo, you can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. I am filled with hot takes, as you can tell. And everyone hates me. <laughs> you can always check out my YouTube channel, Candid Cinema, and my website, CandidXCinema.com. Thank you for powering through the review and your sickness and stuff and whatever's going uh, on. Anything we, for you guys. We, we appreciate it. Um, all right, Leo, take it away. Come on over to youtube.com slash geeklygoods, y'all. We talk the latest in movies, TV, anime, a little sprinkle of gaming in there as well, guys. Reactions, reviews, and shenanigans. Come on over to youtube.com slash geeklygoods. And then follow me on Twitter at Leo Rydell. I tweet a lot about food, but also a lot about this stuff as well. (laughs) And then you can also come to geeklygood.com, which hopefully soon I'll be writing reviews again. But yeah. All right. And our special guest, Jordy, let everyone know they can follow you. Yes, you can find me at JordyReviewsIt.com, and I'm also JordyReviewsIt on Twitter and Instagram. So pretty easy to find. All right. Thank you for uh, joining us today. And everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast at Cinemania World on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tomorrow, Hannah and I will be here for Cinemania Live to talk about Loki. And that is it for now. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry, Amanda, Leo, and Jordy. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.